This is Carissa. And this is Simon. And we'll and we're be the bookworm. Today we'll be discussing Futureland, the Battle for the Park by H.D. Hunter. Welcome to the most spectacular theme park in the world. Everyone wants a ticket to Futureland, the extraordinary flying park where you can literally live out your wildest dreams. Want to step inside your favorite video game? Go pro in a sports arena? Perform at a real live concert? Grab your ticket and come right in. Yet, with all its attractions, Futureland has always just been home to Cam Walker, the son of the park's famous creators. And when Futureland arrives at its latest stop, Atlanta, Cam is thrilled for what promises to be the biggest opening ever. But things aren't quite right with the Atlanta opening. Park attractions are glitching, kids start to go missing, and when his parents are blamed, Cam must find the missing kids and whoever's trying to take down his family before it's too late. What an opener. I agree. It's uh, it's very, you know, it's very sci-fi. You can tell just from the jacket blurb. You can. Even from the name. You can. So... This one, coincidentally, is a little bit like a rover's story in its sci-fi-ness. We have robots. Robots with some AI to them who are taught stories and they can talk within those stories. What else do we have? Well, we also have... I don't know. What do you have in mind for what else we have? Well, We have a villain. You have a villain. We have a mystery. We have a cliffhanger. We do have a cliffhanger. So we have a mystery and we have a new kid starting school in a new place. Middle school. Scary. Maybe not. So we have friendships. So it's a little bit like this be the stoop or the school for whatnots in that way. The school for whatnots was actually really similar. I hadn't thought about that. I I had I had thought about it, and in it, it's artificial robot friends. Yeah, it's similar yeah. and different all at the same time. So, but if you have read the school for whatnots, which we discussed in the fall, um, I think you would really like Futureland. Um, this book is set in Atlanta, Georgia. It is set in the year 2048, so a little bit into the future, but not so far that we can't imagine that we have some robots that do things. But the robots only live in Futureland, which is a theme park. Right. So yeah, it's only you know it's only 25 years set into the future, but you know I think that's right. Or is it 15? No, it's 25. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Math. So, but it's still, but it's still believable that we could be there, right? That we could have robots. I don't know if it's quite believable yeah. now that in 2023 we still don't have a fully self-driving car that can okay, do it okay. Myself. But hey, anything's possible. So we have a cast of characters here to include Cam Walker, who is our front and center character. His parents play a pretty large role throughout the book, which is a nice turn of events from a lot of books that have absent parents. You know, the whole yeah, orphan the whole trope. Yeah, the whole orphan trope is just, it's a whole thing. <laughs> it and, is. And sometimes you just are like, man, 
can we get something else? Because even though, you know, some of the greats are have that orphan trope, like Harry Potter and things like that, but still, but you it's see, a nice change of pace. It is a nice change of pace. So I really thought this was a creatively done book. We listened to it on audio for the most part, and I thought the audio was exceptionally well done. So did I. Although what I didn't realize about the audio is that there are comics in this book, little mini segments that have, you know, illustrations. Just a two-page spread of a strip scattered throughout the book. So the audiobook is great because they add some um, sound features and they make it sound different whenever they are either reading a report or are actually kind of reading one of those comic sections. I really did like that part. That was good. And, but the physical book itself will, will, will have a spread or a reel on the Instagram for you guys to see after this releases so that you can see what we're talking about in terms of the graphics throughout the book. So the book itself is really pretty cool, but the audio is great as well. So either way or both ways, if you're like us, um, are are acceptable for reading this one. So, tell me, which character did you think displayed loyalty? I think all of Cam's friends, uh, especially Dooley. Especially Dooley. All of Cam's friends. So, I would agree that all of his friends displayed loyalty. It took a little while for the new friends but I think that's because they were new friends. And Dooley had an uphill battle, didn't she? Yes, I suppose that's true. But still, she was able to demonstrate loyalty. There's a lot of loyalty throughout this book. There's, I just, this was a heartwarming book. And if you're ever in the mood for a futuristic theme park, you know where to go. Yeah, it's totally cool. The idea of a theme park that hovers above a city and you take like an anti-gravity anti-gravity beam up to it. It's just so cool. Yeah, it was it's 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 very futuristic and it's very creative. But I also thought I loved the mystery part and I loved him acting as a detective. That reminded me a little bit of Encyclopedia Brown or one of our other de- you know detective books that you guys used Detect- to read the the big ones. Yes, Sherlock so Holmes. All here's that. here's a question for you. At the very beginning of the book, they mention Sherlock Holmes Reese or it's Holmes and Watson as a graphic novel set in Harlem. Would you read that book? Absolutely. That's what I thought. I I didn't actually look. I, I will pre- never pass up a graphic novel. I'm pretty sure I should look up and see if that actually exists because if it does. It sounds like a pretty awesome. Just saying, I'll, I'll read it. Twist on 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 you know Sherlock Holmes. So that that caught me as we started the book, and then so I really enjoyed the mystery. I will say for those of you who have younger kiddos, there were a couple of parts that were kind of scary or at least creepy. Um, and so you'll want to watch out for those if you have a specific question or want to know what that is. Let me know. And I will find it in the book and tell you the exact chapter so that if you're reading it aloud, you might just skip over it. Um, Because it was, it was, there, I mean, 
it made it worked really well in the story and i thought that it was appropriate usage of fear within the story but for some more sensitive readers it might not be great so what else did you like about this book uh, I really liked the art. And I, I think H.D. Hunter did all the art himself because there's no illustrator name on here except for, I think, someone else who did the cover art. Yeah, who is Cake Creative. I don't quite know who that is. But well, so I assume the, they're just an artist. No, in, in, the, in the acknowledgments, he specifically named them. You don't read that part, though, do you? I don't tend to read the acknowledgments. <laughs> I love the acknowledgments. I think you get so much from the author when you read them. It's like a little video, bit of a peek behind the curtain. So, um, But we do think that the um, sort of graphic novel comic elements to the book were drawn by H.D. Hunter as well. So we thought that was pretty cool. A lot of talent and creativity in this book. Did you have any quotes you'd like to share with us? You know, I didn't, although I feel like I should have, but it's probably because we did it mostly on audio and I didn't. And you couldn't use your little brass darts. Yeah, I didn't use my book darts in it, but I really liked this one. I probably would have quoted grandma. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> grandma although, Ava. Although I really liked his dad too. I, I thought dad was a pretty cool character. So, um... Any specific books that if they liked those books, they would like Futureland? Uh, so if you enjoyed The Unforgettable Logan Foster by Sean Peters, uh, that one's a pretty good recommendation for anyone that enjoyed Futureland or enjoyed that to go read the other. I, I agree with that. And last week we had a whole bunch of books related to robots. A Rover Story, um, as I mentioned earlier, another sci-fi book. Robot. The Wild Robot. I really like The Wild Robot. It's a fantastic book. You should go read it. <laughs> I agree. Did I tell you there's a third one coming out? <gasps> I'm excited. Out this fall. Yeah. So it's pretty exciting. But so any of the books from last week, but I also think The Unforgettable Logan Foster. And there's a sequel to this one as well out that came out in January, I believe. I didn't so, know that. I'll have to go check that out. Um, uh, the Unforgettable Logan Foster's a little more... Um, Superhero. Super <laughs> but jinx. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so aside from it being a little bit scary, um, at one particular point, I would say eight plus on this one. Um, you could go even younger in age. Uh, it just if, depends on the sensitivity of your reader. That's absolutely the case. So you know your child best. Um, if there's ever a concern, you can always read it with them so that you can talk through any points that are troubling. So I think that's all I have for this one. Uh, yeah, that wraps it up for me. And uh, thank you for listening. And we'll see you in the next episode. This is Carissa. And this is Simon. And we're Be the Bookworm. Thank you so much for all of your support and for listening. If you want to see more content and book recommendations, come on over to Instagram at Be The Bookworm Podcast and give us a follow. And if you want updates on when we release a brand new episode, you can follow us on your preferred podcast player to never miss new content. Thanks so much for listening. Mm -hmm.